very rarely will I ever go into like a best and final situation. Um, I don't like it. I think it drives up price. You're competing against a bunch of people you don't know. And so if there's a way to get into deals without having to deal with that situation. Welcome to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. It's Adam Adams. And when I'm not behind the mic, I am usually hosting awesome events and the Raising Money Summit is coming up. Please get your tickets right now. Just go to RaisingMoneySummit.com and then you get a discount through the entire month of August. You'll get 20% off. Take advantage of that right now. Go to RaisingMoneySummit.com and put in the promo code PODCAST and you'll get 20% off your tickets. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by RealBlueSpruce.com. And today I am joined with Garrett John Lynch. Garrett Lynch, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I am thrilled. And for the listeners, just if you weren't at the Finding Deals Summit 2019 back in April of 2019, you missed out on a lot of good presentations. Garrett Lynch was on stage teaching people how to find deals, even in this hot market. And it was so good that I thought I needed to get him on the podcast so that he could share that with everybody, even if you weren't there at the event. So Garrett Lynch, I'm excited to talk about finding deals with you today. And hey, nobody better to learn from than somebody who has had 3,400 apartment units. No joke, no exaggeration. He's had over 3,400 apartments and he's going to teach you how he was able to do that, how he's finding deals even today in this hot, hot market. So we're going to talk about broker relationships. We're going to talk about finding deals that are out there. And even if they're considered to be taken already, we're going to talk about finding owners of loans that are maturing and coming to date and ready to come out. And we're talking about utilizing LinkedIn. I mean, just a ninja, ninja strategy. So if you want to find deals, you got to listen to this. We're going to be talking for about 30 minutes right now on all the strategies that it's going to take you for yourself to have 3,400 units. So again, Garrett, welcome to the show. Take it off. Take it from here, my friend. Great. Thanks for having me, Adam. So a um, little bit about me. I got started in this business in 2011 and I, I started uh, wholesaling and then I uh, went shortly after that to work for a guy who had a thousand units for about six months and uh, learned the, the bigger apartment game, uh, formed a partnership in uh, 2013 with a longtime uh, best friend. And we, uh, we started buying uh, portfolios of properties in the South side of Chicago. So uh, not, not the best asset classes. Uh, and we, we, scaled that into, uh, we, we bought our first 50 unit, then we bought a 70 unit and then we took a big leap and we went and bought a, uh, a 380 unit deal in Memphis. And that was kind of like the big epiphany in that, in that deal. Um, it was a really creative deal and it was really a challenge to, to buy that one. But once we bought that, it kind of opened our, our minds into the fact that we can buy these larger deals. And so I, I, uh, scaled, we scaled that business in three years to about 3,400 units. And I would say that I sourced probably about 70% of all the deals that we found in, in that portfolio. And it's just something that I, I'm passionate about. I, I 
the thrill of, of finding a deal, it's like, it's like a high for me. I, I, I really uh, thrive on it. And it's something that I, you know, I've just really gotten better and better at over time. And so um, the market back in 2013, we started was much different than it is now. Uh, we were buying deals that were in the uh, 20 to 30 adore range pretty much uh c-class assets in major markets and you know you could you know pretty much buy any of that stuff if you held it long enough you'd be making money and there were a lot more deals on the market at that time you could just go on you could really go on LoopNet and find uh decent deals all the time and so th that was uh you know the beginning kind of you know look just looking for those types of deals on, on loop and then building things out but as the market tightened up um you have to start utilizing other strategies to still win deals and not overpay um what i think one of the biggest things that i've kind of kept as my mantra is i will never overpay for a deal um just because if your operation, if you overpay and your operation doesn't work, then you're in a, in a bad spot and you can't, you can't sell out of it. You, you're, you know, then you're struggling trying to make that operation work. That's like worst case scenario. So at least if you buy right and you find a good deal, you can get out of it at a profit and your investors will still be happy with you. So um, here's some of the ways that I approach finding deals. And the first and most obvious is the broker relationships. So uh, you want to have some sort of credibility when you're going in and talking to these brokers. And if you, if you don't get, you don't have that, then what you need to do is, um, you know, network and find some people that you, that you, you're friendly with or you've added value to their business. And then you can call them your advisor if they'll let you. So you ask their permission, Hey, could you, would you mind being my advisor? Um, and you know, just kind of, you know, I can kind of leverage your, your experience to help me get into some of these deals and you want to really hone in on what types of deals you're looking for. If it's, you know, zero to 10 units, um, you know, up to 50 units, 50 to a hundred, a hundred plus, I think, I think really that's, that's kind of what you need to, you know, hone in on which, which asset class and, and, uh, which size you're looking to do. And then you want to go initially go on LoopNet, go on Crexy, go on apartmentbuildings.com, those three websites, um, and start looking at other listings of, of deals that are out there that maybe they're not the best deals or whatever they are and, and find the brokers and call them directly and just tell them you know, about what you're trying to do, introduce yourself, uh, let them know that if you find a deal that you like, that you'll make an offer quickly and then you'll be able to close that uh, shortly thereafter and, and just, you know, kind of level with them and, and, um, get on their good side and then start to make a list of the brokers that you, um, that you really enjoy talking to and that you think actually are, you know, are going to produce stuff. But in the beginning, it's more about volume. Uh, you want to start finding those brokers that you, you know, there, cause there's really a, a few brokers in each market that control most of the deals. So you want to try to find those people and, and build the relationship with, a few of those in the market that you're targeting and go deep with those relationships. But in the beginning, you want to kind of spread it, cast a wide net and, and figure out which ones you're not going to work with, which ones get back to you right away, which ones actually send you deals. A lot of times um, <clears throat> what I ask is I say, Hey, are there any deals by chance? This deal doesn't really fit my criteria, but are there any deals that 
you know of that maybe I can't see or that others can't see that I can, I can underwrite um, and get an offer out to you by the end of today. And, and a lot of times they'll have like one in their head that they're like, Oh yeah, actually maybe, you know, let's try it. Why not? You know, and, and they'll, they'll send that over to you. And then it's your job. As soon as you get that deal, you want to have that thing underwritten by however you got to do it. By the end of the day, use your, your best underwriting software, whatever, and get an offer out. Even the same day it will shock them or at the very least, just get back to them with an answer within the same day because you want, you want them to, to show them that you're serious. You, there's a ton of tire kickers out there. You got to think about there's guys inquiring on loop net all the time for this and that. And you don't want to, you want to stand out from that crowd. And so you, you have to be decisive. You have to get an answer to them. Say, like, Hey, you know, this, this deal still doesn't work for me. I, I don't see the upside in it. Uh, you know, discuss it with them where they're getting their numbers, how they're getting them. And then, and be like, you know, I, I don't think this is going to work for us, but let's get the next one. And you can continue to do that with the same brokers over and over again. And they'll keep coming with, with deals. It's, I think it's a great idea to just leverage They're They're spending their entire time reaching out to owners, building those relationships, and you're just leveraging them to get, to get things done faster. And even if you have to pay them two, two points or the, it's usually coming on the sell side anyway, so it doesn't cost you anything. Um, you know, it's, it's worth it to start with that route and it's going to, it's going to lead to, you know, you speeding up the process. One of my biggest takeaways so far, um, from joining in with you is this, uh, tricky question that you're asking the broker. So here we are developing broker relationships. We, you need to develop good broker relationships. And so you're calling brokers, you're figuring out which ones you want to work with and which you don't. And then you have this sneaky, tricky question that is, are there any deals that maybe I can't see or that maybe others can't see that I can underwrite and get back to you with an offer by the end of today? Really, really cool. So um, has that worked for you? Have you gotten deals from that one question? Absolutely. Um, that, that, that is, I think, the key question you need to ask. If you keep that in mind, you're basically asking for the, the, you know, the sale. And so you're, they're going to very often like, you know, actually, I don't know if this one's quite ready yet, but I'll share with you the co-star report and I can get you a, you know, rent roll on T12. And you really on a basic level, you really just need the co-star report. Uh, even, you know, then a T12, a rent roll. And then I usually try to get them to send me some kind of sales comps. Um, and if you can get those things, that's really all you need. You don't need a whole big OM. You don't need, you know, the, this big reports. Cause at that point it's already like tainted. I very rarely will ever go into like a best and final situation. Um, I don't like it. I think it drives up price. You're competing against a bunch of people you don't know. And so if there's a way to get into deals without having to deal with that situation, those are the kind of brokers you want to find. They do, they do deals in that way. And those are the kind of deals you want to go after. It just, it just lowers the competition. Um, the deal that I'm in right now was completely off market. Um, and, you know, we, I was essentially in direct contact with the owner throughout the process, but he didn't want to uh, take it to market because he didn't want to spook the staff. And then he also didn't want to pay a lot to the broker. So I got it at a pretty big discount. And, um, you know, those, those, if you can stay away from that, that mainstream best and final, then you don't have to compete with these, a lot of these larger guys that are coming in with, you know, 500 K hard day one, stuff like that. And you, you have kind of a clear, 
line of sight to to get into these deals. Now, the inside of that is that you know sometimes the sellers are not quite ready to sell, and so you may submit an offer, and they just don't respond to you. So in that, the way you know to get around that is you keep the offer out there, and then you keep checking back in with the broker, and you you still play the volume game. You get more, you get your pipeline, you build it up, and one will hit. You know, you're trying to land a, a really good deal and make a, make your investors a bunch of money. And, you know, I don't think there's anything more powerful than, than knowing that it's a numbers game and getting out there and aggressively writing offers. It can be scary to write an offer. Uh, you know, for some people, if they're not doing it, I write, I wrote in the thing in the last uh, two weeks, I think 10 offers, um, you know, an LOI, it's non-binding, get it out there, show you're serious. And, uh, you know, when you, when you find that, that deal, be prepared to underwrite it as fast as possible to the, there's, there's different tiers of underwriting. You get the initial underwriting done where it's just, uh, just, you know, put the income and expenses in, okay, does this look like it could be, it could shake out. All right. That, that can take you like 10 to 15 minutes. The next phase is going diving into the rents and seeing, you know, what, what could these rents potentially be for the X CapEx you know, the CapEx that I'm putting in, that takes a little bit longer. So that's like the second phase of your underwriting process. And then you want to check with the sales comps as well, see if it's in alignment with where things are. Once you have a good grasp on that, you should be writing an offer on the deal if you feel confident on it, uh, trying to win it. And then you, as you, your offer is, is pending, whatever, you can hone in on and some more of the details, do some more of your homework. Um, but there's no reason that if you, you get a broker to agree to send you this off-market deal that they that may work that you shouldn't be writing an offer that same day cool. um, I think that's really key awesome all right so uh, any can we move on to the um, how you find existing deals that are really considered to be taken yeah so another another big way that I found a lot of deals is you'll have a broker that'll be like you know what we, we lost this deal it's gone and you can, you can make an Excel of those deals that, that you lost essentially. And you know, the broker that sent it to you and then just check in, put like a reminder in your calendar to check in in like a week or, a you know, a couple weeks, check in pretty regularly. Uh, if the, if it's going well, then you can kind of like, you know, step back a little bit, but a lot of times deals will fall out and you want to be the, the next person in line that that broker is going to call to take that deal down. And that's a great way to land deals. Cause you, cause there, it's an off market, you know, it's, it's, it's taken, it's gone. No one's no one has eyes on it. So if you can keep yourself in front of that broker and, and constantly ask, Hey, what happened with this deal? How's it going? Well, you know, they have a hard day. We don't know if they're going to do it or not. And then you, Oh, okay. So Wednesday's their hard date. All right. I'm going to follow up on that day and see exactly, you know, if they went or not. And then, and then you're right. You have it timed perfectly. So, you know, if they don't go hard, you're next in line, you reach out that same day and bam, that deal's yours. That's something my team has never done. I think we followed up a couple times, but we we're not creating a spreadsheet like you're talking about. So um, this is valuable. This is really very, very interesting. When I look at all of the wholesalers that are really successful at finding deals, it's because they've learned how to follow up. When I look at all the fix and flippers, it's because they learned how to follow up. And then here I am, a multifamily investor, 
And I only ask people one time and my team only asks people one time, hey, you want to do this deal? They say, no, that not at that price. And we're like, okay, we'll never contact him again. But what Garrett Lynch is saying to us right now is, is that he actually is getting deals that work for him because as soon as he, he gets a no, he says, okay, you're going in my database. No doesn't mean no. No means database. So yeah. you're going to go on this Excel spreadsheet. I'm going to put all of these different uh, sellers and properties that I wanted, but we just didn't quite make it. And then I'm going to follow up and say, how's that deal going? Is it sold yet? Oh, when's the hard date? Okay, I'm going to follow up out with them on the 5th, the day after that hard date. And if, and if it got lost, I'm going to scoop right in and they're going to know my name and they're going to be like, oh, okay, we'll just give it to him. Is that right? Yep, Ex exactly. And so, you, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen on the other end and it gives you kind of a competitive advantage because you know, you can ask them when the, the dates are and they, that's in the front of their mind. They know those dates hard and so you you could come in and you take advantage of that and just put those notes on your calendar and you you have this pipeline of deals that could they could be deals like you think about the mindset of the seller if they have a deal that falls out of contract with the group and they don't sell it they're going to be a lot of times more apt to giving you your price point or you know the 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 whole thing changes a deal is that may not be a deal at one point can, can end up being a really good one just because of the seller's motivation increases uh, because they had a bad falling out with somebody that, that didn't take it down. And so, um, you know, that's, I think just playing into that is something that people don't do enough. And if you start to do that, it's, it's, uh, it's going to work out well. And the whole game of finding deals is about putting a lot of, a lot of sticks in the fire and, you know, utilizing different methods all at the same time to, to, to land one, because if you're doing, you know, just one method, it's only going to go so far, but if you're doing like five different things, eventually one's going to pop out and you know, you just need one to really, to set yourself up. This is super valuable, especially during the market that we're in. It's just so tough to find a good deal right now. It's just so tough. And if you're not going ahead and putting more sticks in the fire, you're not going to have a fire that's really burning. I love it. So I want to talk about the next strategy that you wanted to share, which is finding owners where their loan is at the maturity level and finding a way to contact them and maybe offer them, you know, a blind offer. Uh, so tell me more about that strategy and how it's helped you, you know, find deals. Sure. So there's a, a couple ways to do this. One is you can go yourself and there's a, a really valuable tool called Reonomy. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get this information off Yardi Matrix or even CoStar, but you want to look for the loan maturity dates on deals that you may be interested in. So uh, you know, you'll get in like a spreadsheet or whatever and just just look for those deals and then you can either scrape the internet for the owner's email um, or or you can, you know, find out who the owner is by, you know, finding out that their office, call them, figure, figure it out. And then uh, the other way to do it is just to have your broker do it for you. Like, hey, these are the deals that I want you to uh, figure out the owner, you know, go go find them for me and then we're going to make some offers on these deals. And, you know, somebody that ha they have to make a decision, you know, are they going to refinance? Are they going to sell the deal? And you have a much higher chance of getting a deal in this way if, they're, if they have a loan that's coming due. Um, 
And, you know, a lot of times they're like, no, you know, we're, we're just, this is a bridge product. We're fixing it to perm, you know, we're going to continue forward. Sometimes you put an offer in front of their face, they're going to strongly consider it uh, when, they, when they have this to make this forced decision. You know, it's much different than going in and into a, a deal that maybe they just put new debt on or something like that. You know that they have this coming up. It's like a date there. They have to make a decision one way or the other. And if you have an offer sitting in front of their face, they may just take it. It's it's brilliant. I love it. I really, I really am enjoying this and I'm going to make my team listen to watch, watch this whole video because I'm like, we got to get some more deals. Money, money's easy to come by. Deals (laughs) today, not so easy. So uh, I need to u- utilize some of these strategies. The next strategy that you have is really uh, one that we do use. I think it's the only one uh, that we really use uh-huh. of all the ones that you share. And actually, I thought nobody knew about it except for us. So we utilize LinkedIn to find deals. But I really want to find out how you utilize LinkedIn to find deals. Yeah. So uh, LinkedIn is is actually, it's changed the platform. As you guys know, it's it's kind of more like Facebook in a way where there's like this messenger now and you can just reach people. And so what you can do is search for uh, like asset manager in, in, uh, in like their search bar and then go, go to any like asset managers, like multifamily asset manager or something, you know, something along those lines and then just direct message them and, and ask them, you want to talk in a way where um, you sound like, you know what you're talking about. So like I'll ask them, Hey, um, I'm, I'm Garrett Lynch, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a national multifamily investor. I wanted to reach out to you and uh, I noticed that you, you, know, you have assets in these locations. Are you, do you have any that you're potentially looking to liquidate? Any assets that you're looking to liquidate? Um, and, and when you, you know, you, you don't want to come with some like, you know, jargon that's like, doesn't, doesn't sound like you know what you're talking about. And, and then, you know, if you just uh, you play the volume game, eventually you're going to have people come back to you and be like, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I don't right now, or, you know, actually possibly let's set up a call and, you know, you can reach a ton of people through LinkedIn nowadays. And I think it's just something that is underutilized that, that you can take advantage of to, to find deals in a great way and, and it with speed. It absolutely is underutilized. I've, I've, I never have heard of anybody besides our team and, and now you that, uses LinkedIn to find deals. Um, and one of the, one of the cool things just as a hack for anyone listening is, is, and watching on the Facebook live on LinkedIn, you don't actually have to be the person writing all of this stuff. You can utilize a chat bot and I'd be careful with them. There's a, a good way to do it. in a, in a very bad way to do it where you're just going to get flagged as spam, but there is a way to offload some of the efforts and, make sure that you can you can type in the right things at the top so it's going to the right people you're connecting with them and you're just starting that conversation and the rest is done uh, by actually responding but i be- i believe garrett um you're going to be hanging out with chad pretty soon is he coming to your part of the town yeah he is actually okay okay yeah, he, yeah. He, he's the guy in our office that you, does all the LinkedIn stuff, so I'm sure you guys will geek out about that. Are there any other parts of the LinkedIn that you're using that uh, you think you could share with the audience right now? Um, you know just you can get um, you know exposure just by posting videos on LinkedIn now and and um, you know just just 
really documenting, just telling people like what you're, what you're doing. You don't have to try to deliver some amazing message. If you're talking about, you know, consistently what you're doing, uh, what you're working on now and, and you know, how your day is going, stuff like that. I mean, you'll, you'll get a response from people. You can also just ask, you know, what you're looking for. Like, Hey guys, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And you may get some traction in that respect. You know, people, people come in, Hey, Hey, you should talk to this person. So don't be afraid to ask even through LinkedIn. Um, you know, I, I need this deal. I need this in this timeline. Um, and, and you can get a response in that way also. Uh, very, very valuable. I would, I would say that one of the things for all things real estate is it, it is a people business. People say it's a, it's a real estate business or, you know, if I just have a fancy logo, they're going to work with me. But really where it comes down to between the seller wanting to know if they can sell to you is whether they know, like, and trust you, especially with these larger assets. They need to know that it's, it's something that you're capable of closing. And if you do exactly what Garrett Lynch just said, I mean, this is gold. If you hop on LinkedIn and if you share your day, this is what we're struggling with today. Hey, this is what we're buying today. Hey, this is, um, we're, you know, we're working on getting a new asset manager. We're working on getting a new property manager. Uh, hey, I'm just hanging out at my 200 unit. If you share these intimate details of your life, and people start to notice that, they start to watch, well, they're more likely to sell to you than to somebody that they've never met before because they know you can close. So it really is, I mean, if, you, if that's all you do is just post more on LinkedIn and that's all you get from this whole podcast, you've already gotten thousands and thousands of dollars of value. So, the, I mean, just really, really good stuff. And then the last thing that you wanted to really share, which I think is interesting, is just to write more offers and to execute with speed and precision. Precision, And the thing that I would say it, that people fail at, and I actually, I actually run a mastermind. So I don't know who knows that already, but I've got a, a mastermind. It's, it costs a lot to join my mastermind. And one of the people, uh, one of my members is in there and literally was uh, frustrated, Garrett, <laughs> They were frustrated. They came to the mastermind. And I said at the beginning, this was just a couple of weeks ago, I, was, I said, Does, is anyone feeling like they started out this year with a big plan of where they wanted to go? You knew you wanted at least 100 or 200 doors. Is anybody feeling like they started off with all this fire in their hearts? They were ready to conquer the world and now we're halfway through the year and, and just, you, you just, you're frustrated. <laughs> and actually had one of one of the members raise their hand and you were a part of that mastermind. You came and, and taught us how to do value add. And after you taught us how to do value add, one of the members raised their hand and said, you know, I just feel like it's so hard to find a deal right now. Uh, I've been working ever since we started with you at, at, you know, for the last five, six months. And they continue to share all of this. And I'm just like, how do I help them? How do I help them? How do I help them? And I sat down and I just said, how many offers have you written? How many deals have you looked at? And I was ready to hear her say between 100 and 200. I was ready to hear her say between 100 or 200. And I thought to myself, if it's less than 100, then I, I already know what to tell her. If, it, if she says less than 100 doors that she's looked at so far in the first six months of a, of a year, then what's obvious to me is that she's not 
putting out enough offers. And you'll never believe what she said in six months' time. She said she had only looked at 15 offers. And I, and I ripped my hair out, and that's why I have no hair anymore. <laughs> I ripped my hair out, and I was like, here's your problem. You're just not making enough offers. And I believe that a lot of people are struggling with that same thing, whether they're in a mastermind or not. So, Garrett, teach us how can we make more offers, and then when yeah. we make them, execute with speed and precision. Yeah. So, you want to, um, in order to, to get the underwriting done quickly and efficiently, I, I talked on this uh, a little bit, but get the rent roll T12 in Excel format, if possible, and then a, a co-star report with the rent comps and sales comps, and then if there's any other way to pull other sales comps, that's really, the, those are the main things you need. You don't need the rest of the OM and all that. Do, uh, you know, quick and dirty underwriting, get, get all the numbers plugged in. If it passes that, move on to the next one, uh, which is, you know, the rent comps, see what, see what it pencils out at. Get, try to get all your underwriting done. And, you know, I would say it takes me probably two hours, um, but block off that time to get it done because now you have a hot deal and you want to you wanna move on it fast and efficiently and, and know exactly where you can come in at, you know, and, and then if you get your offer out the same day and the seller doesn't perform or the broker can't get the deal done, that's on their mind now. They're like, wow. They, they got an offer out that quickly and, uh, you know, now we can't, we can't get it done because it's, it's on us, you know, type of thing. And so I have a template, like an LOI template, where I literally just have to fill out the address, um, change the dates and uh, the, the price. And, I, and then whatever the terms are, I, you always want to find out from the broker what kind of terms they are looking for that will get the deal done. So I'll ask them, be like, what terms do I need to come in at in order to win this deal in your mind? And they'll tell you, well, if they're gonna want you know, hard earnest money or they're gonna want you, you to you know, do 21 days due diligence. And then you base a very generic version of the terms in that LOI. So like if I, if I need extensions potentially in the deal that, that I need to buy, I'll just, in the LOI phase, I'll just leave that. I'll say we're going to close in 60 days and you know, we're going to, we need 30 days due diligence. This is the earnest money we're putting up and I just outline those basic things. And then if I get past the LOI stage, then I can negotiate in the extensions because that could turn people off right away. So you want to, you want to kind of leave, just leave that for the next step. You and know, what's interesting and I'm sorry to cut you off. I've never done that in my, we've not once done that. We're, We've always put it in the LOI and, and, and we've always had like the friction happening in the LOI stage where it's like, all right, we, we want a 60 day close time, but we want to be able to extend for 30 days for free anytime we want. And they're like, heck no. <laughs> and they probably use other language than that, but they're like, heck no, we don't want to do business with you. And, and I really actually am glad you said that. I learned something and I think we're going to start impl implementing that right away. Get some of the odd things, get some of the things out of the LOI, agree on some major terms, and then go in and, and negotiate as you're coming in with the contract. It's very, very interesting. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, you want to get them 
a little bit pregnant before you you get to that you start to to negotiate in the in those extensions just because it show it can show weakness in the early stage where there's maybe a couple LOIs coming in or other other offers coming in and they don't have that in there so you want to make sure that you, while you're still planning on putting that in and you're like well I need that in order to do the deal that you guys are already in the contractual phase before you start negotiating that side you can negotiate that later but in the beginning you want that LO, initial LOI to be as strong as possible and just just hit those key elements which is the purchase price the earnest money um, your you know your close your 60 day close your due diligence period um, really kind of those those major terms and then you know your financing contingency if you have one if not um, I, I usually don't you know put that in so um, you know th those key elements and then anything outside of that you can negotiate later and it'll just help you win more deals love it love it and then you talked about executing with speed and precision so yes. let's 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 talk about how you do that not only are you not just writing 15 offers in a five six month period you're probably writing over a hundred I hope uh, yeah. or else I'll feel bad because we're we're doing 261 uh, deals that we look at to close to so that's about one out of one uh, 130 yeah and uh, so uh, again and we have to stress this. If you're listening and you want to get into multifamily, I have to stress this. That person in, in my mastermind that's paying a high ticket dollar to be in a high level mastermind, I was surprised that they thought 15 deals was a lot. Because in my opinion, you would have to do 85 or 100 more just to get one where it's going to actually pass through. So there's a lot of work on their part. And if you're getting into this deal and into this business, I don't, I don't make offers. I don't underwrite. That's just Adam Adams, right? So I have a team of seven. So maybe you don't want to make all these offers and you're listening and you're like, well, I don't want to make a hundred offers to get one. That's fine. Actually partner with somebody who wants to do that. I've got yeah. a great person who focuses on just underwriting and they do their role and then I do the podcast and get in front of passive investors and put on conferences and put on meetups. That's what I do. And then mm -hmm. somebody else does the asset management. So it doesn't matter if, if you don't specifically want to look at the deals, you've got a partner. So if you're thinking that 15 deals is a lot, you probably ought to partner with someone like Garrett Lynch, who's willing to put in all the effort, the time and attention that where he gets these deals, he says he's working on one now that's he got for way below the market value. And I'm anticipating that probably means millions in equity. Am I wrong? Is it millions yeah, in equity? It's, it's millions. And, uh, it, you know, think about it. If you, even if you're putting in all this work and you can produce like, you know, a couple million bucks in, in value, it's so valuable. It's worth all the time that you spend. Even if you land one really good deal, if you haven't yet been to one of my events, I encourage you to plan to be at the Raising Money Summit on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Here's a couple clips of people that are going to be there speaking. I know this event's gonna be valuable to you, and I hope you go to raisingmoneysummit.com and get your tickets today and click in podcast. That's gonna give you a discount to this event, and the entire month of August, that'll be 20% off. 20% off your tickets. There's three levels of tickets. I encourage you to hear these two people out. And then at the end, 
make sure you go to Raising Money Summit, sign up today, and I will see you on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I'm Kathy Fedke, co-CEO of Real Wealth Network and host of The Real Wealth Show, which I started uh, 17 years ago. And it was always about interviewing the experts to find out what they're doing and how they're doing it right. So you don't have to make mistakes. You can learn from others. And I'm so happy to see that Adam Adams is one of those quality people that, that brings the best of the best together so that others can learn from each other and, and everybody do better. And that could never be more important than today when a lot of people are jumping in who don't know what they're doing and a lot of investor dollars are at risk. And that's, that's, very, that's very sad for everybody involved. So Adam Adams, thank you for all the great work you do. Don't miss this, don't miss any of his events, but the Raising Money one in particular is gonna be awesome. So see you there. Hey, this is Matt Terrio, CEO of Epic Real Estate. And I'm really looking forward to October. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while to come and show people my three secret questions of how I've been able to raise millions of dollars for my deals and how I've built a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio using very little to my own of my own money. No banks involved, no credit score needed. I'm not gonna hold anything back. I'm gonna give it all to you. Hi, I'm Ellie Perlman. And I've noticed that many investors that are trying to raise capital don't know how to systemize the process and I found a way to build a really, really great funnel that automates the process. So I'm able to add two to three and sometimes even five investors to my list every week. So this October in Denver, I'm gonna be teaching you how to, uh, to do that. And I'm gonna give you the step-by-step -step blueprint of how to build a systemized and automate your funnel. I'm going to be talking at the Raising Money Summit with Adam Adams, and I cannot wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. This is Corey Peterson. You know, I'm known in my industry for being able to get a crap ton of referrals. I've been able to do this through a unique customized um, binder that we sent to each and every investor. Guys, I'm going to unlock this for you at this conference. I'm going to show you the step-by-steps of it. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't use this, you're not going to be successful. This tool will help you get a crap ton of referrals, and that will lead you to becoming very successful in the multifamily world. One good deal for the whole year, and you put a whole year's worth of effort in, it makes up for it. Because, you know, you could, this particular deal, there's, we think there's $9 million plus on, on, of upside in it. And so it's, you know, it's, but it took me from, uh, September until uh, actually sooner than that, August till December, just to get that one in our contract. So it was like, you know, a really long process, but at the end of the day, it's, it's worth it. You know, putting out these numbers, writing these offers, like Adam said, if you're, you got to figure out what your role is in the process. If you're the guy that's out there raising money, you're not the guy that's, you know, writing offers and negotiating the, the acquisition. And you know that's the that's the role that I take on, and and so you know my partners have their their position, what they do really really well at, and uh, you know I think having that process streamlined as best as possible, knowing where you need to dish it off, uh, you know I think I sent I sent you a deal I think um, yesterday, and you're like hey talk to Manny, you know you just know that that that's <laughs> how it goes, right? Yeah. Um, I found, I found the deal in my inbox and I'm like, I, I am not the right person to be getting this. Sometimes I miss my, uh, sometimes I actually miss the email. So I'm like, you need to know Manny. 
and I never want to be involved. You just give Perfect. them the deals. <laughs> Perfect. So if, if you have that set up, then you, you can just streamline. You, you got to be in a position where you could just crank these through, get them underwritten, get offers out there, up the numbers. Eventually you're going to get one. It just, and if you're, if you're discouraged, if you're distressed, you know, uh, about scenario, you're just one deal away from, from potentially changing your life. I mean, that's, that's the reality of the situation. So, um, you know, a lot of times when you're, you're at, you feel like you're in your weakest point or you're, you're beat up the most, um, a lot of time and you're like, man, I just want to quit. It's like, you're so much closer than you, than you even know. It's a lot of times it's just right over on the other side of the door where you, where you need to be. And it, it can change like that. So as long as you're putting in the, in the work and doing, you know, writing offers, putting, you know, putting your best foot forward over and over and over again, it, it will eventually pan out. It's then, all, it's all about the consistency. Absolutely. Yep. Garrett, there's going to be a lot of people I know listening right now and they want to, they want to find a way to reach out to you. They're like 3,400 doors, all this experience, five different ways I've never heard of to find a deal. Uh, and they really need to just reach out to you. What's the best single way that they can find you and reach out to you? Uh, so they can, uh, I'd say shoot me an email at, um, so G Lynch, my name. G-L-Y-N-C-H at G, the letter G, the number 10, cp.com. So G10capitalpartners.com, G10cp.com. Um, or if you guys want to shoot me a text, and I, I respond fairly quickly, um, feel free to do it. You can reach me at 630-709-8636. Shoot me a text. I'll respond. All right. That is in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show today. We're going to have to get you back on. We could probably do two or three different shows. I'm going to let you go, my friend. But until next time, think outside the box. What's up, podcast listeners? I hope you're getting a ton of value from the episodes that we keep dropping daily all month of August as we promote the Raising Money Summit. I bet you anything you've already gotten your tickets. I assume you're coming and I cannot wait to see you there. I'm going to let you hear from a couple more of the speakers that are going to be on stage at this event right here, right now. Check them out and I'll see you on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Hi, I'm Ellie Perlman and I've noticed that most people, most investors don't know how to create a systemized funnel and work really hard to raise capital. Now, real estate is, is a hard work. Nobody says otherwise. But I have found a way to build a to build a really you know robust and really um, easy system that generates hot leads straight to me. Investors are reaching out to me on a weekly and sometimes on a daily basis. So I'm able to add between three and five investors to my investor list every week, and that's with minimum effort. So on the summit, I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'm going to give you the blueprint and the step-by-step -step plan on how you can do the same. So you can generate hot leads of investors reaching out to you on a weekly basis with minimum effort. If you know how to do it right, it's a lot of fun and it's not as hard as you think. Hi, I'm Gene Trowbridge and I'm really excited about being at Adam Adams' uh, presentation 
on October 3rd through the 5th. I got to tell you something that's happening to me that I'm going to talk about when I'm at that presentation. I go to um, all sorts of events. I'm one of the preeminent uh, securities attorneys in the country and people stop by my booth and they pick up a business card. Two days later, I get a solicitation from them to invest in their deal. That's totally illegal. I need to tell you about how you should not do that. My best legal advice to you is don't do that. You don't have a pre-existing relationship with me. You don't have a substantive relationship with me. I'm going to talk about all that. And it's not just me you're soliciting illegally. It's all the other people that you haven't built the right foundation with before you go ahead and ask them to invest. So be sure to be there early on the first day to hear me talk about this because I'm going to keep you out of trouble and then be there at the end of the last day where Jillian Sedoti, my partner, is going to give you a rock star performance that you cannot afford to miss. So I'll see you in Denver, October 3rd through the 5th. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Pili Yerusi from Yerusi Holdings. I am so honored to be speaking at the Raising Money Summit coming up in October. Um, at the summit, I'm going to talk to you about how focus gives you more success and how your passive investors will see that and trust you even more because of that, because you have the focus. I mean, all of us know that as investors, if we see that our fellow, inve fellow investor is focused, is clued into exactly what they want and how they're going to get it, we see that and we are attracted to that. So, I mean, think, of the, think about that in the passive investor side. They know what they're looking for and they see it in you if they see the focus in you. And finding this focus was really, really difficult. Jason and I, my husband and I, went from A to B, which was me getting my real estate license. We started flipping and wholesaling. And I found out that flipping and wholesaling, at least for us, was a job. We weren't investing our time wisely. But we learned how to do real estate. We learned more about the business doing that. We got into small multifamilies. We found a couple in, in Indiana that gave us permission to look out of state, look further than than our hometown with, within like that 30 minute circumference that we were driving to, to do our flips. We found that permission to look further. So from that, Jason saw the possibility of going bigger. Of course, at that point, I was like, oh no, I don't, I can't, let me, let me just focus in on this. Let me, we'll do our flipping and wholesaling and we'll do our small multifamily, but doing a hundred units, 500 units at a time. Wait, what? That's actually possible? And we found out that it was. So a year, two years later, we're trying to do everything at once. And we just, we just figured out that we can't. And we came to the decision that we're not going to do that anymore. We started dismantling our other businesses and we focused on multifamily. And we are on the way up because of it. And I want to show you exactly how we did it and our story that drove us to the point that we are in, at now, where we are all in on multifamily, on large multifamily, and finding and offering people the opportunity to join us.
So again, this is Pili Yarusi for the Raising Money Summit. So honored to be going there and so honored to meet you. Bye now. Hi, I'm Kathy Fedke, co-CEO of Real Wealth Network. And we started raising money for syndications back in 2009. So I guess you could say it's my 10 year anniversary. Uh, we did some things very wrong in the beginning and we are doing them very right today. Unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of new syndicators make the mistakes that I made in the beginning and, and mistakes that are way worse than I could ever have dreamed up. So I'm excited, so excited that this event is happening. Um, that I can come and teach people how to really build a business that will be there for the long term um, and that investors will just just be waiting in great anticipation for your next deal and have money set aside that they can't wait to send you.